Okay, ladies, this one is for you. I want to show you what it means to be a high value woman. I am offering a boot camp all for my ladies out there where I am going to teach you how to take charge of your life and set a path for your future that you are happy about and excited for. In this boot camp, you will learn how to create positive and healthy self-talk. You will learn how to set boundaries. You will learn how to create the happiness and peace that you desire. We are going to tackle a variety of topics, and that's why this boot camp is so, so different because we are tackling all areas of life. We are tackling career and your finances and relationships and love and your health and your physical body and your social life and your girlfriends. And, you know, the part that's so exciting about this boot camp is this course will actually hit every area of your life for a complete guide on how to create a fulfilling life. Now, I don't care who you talk to, we all want a little piece of that. So start learning the skills that are necessary in order for you to have everything you've ever wanted and desired. No more waiting around for something or someone else to begin to fill you up and make you happy. You have the ability to create that happiness all on your own just with what you have right now. This is just about learning the skills that you probably never learned in order to have all those areas of your life feel happy, content, and fulfilled. It is your time to begin creating creating this happiness for yourself. So sign up today on my website. All of the links are below. Hey guys, welcome back. Let's talk about being someone's emotional punching bag. If you are coming from a narcissistically abusive relationship, if you're coming from a relationship where there was a lot of emotional abuse, then, and you yourself kind of identify with being an empath, a codependent, highly sensitive, chances are you've experienced this before. So I wanna get into a couple different things and I have some notes here because I wanna make sure that I cover everything for you guys because I want you to understand Number one, what is an emotional punching bag? How do you even become this person? And how to start really protecting yourself when you notice that the person in front of you is starting to emotionally abuse you in these ways. So becoming someone's emotional punching bag does not happen overnight. And so I want you to understand really two main factors that will contribute to you being this person's emotional punching bag. The first reason why you have become this person is because of childhood trauma. Now, when you're in your childhood, the, the trauma that you experienced meant that you learned how to be really hyper-focused outside of yourself. This means that you had to deal with certain behaviors because you really had no choice. You were a child, you couldn't escape your family, you couldn't escape the people that were around you. So you had to learn how to deal and really say that on some level that this behavior has to be okay because I have no choice. So when you have no choice, you have to put up with certain things and you witness certain behaviors. And these behaviors, because they're dysfunctional, begin to really be the norm for you. And this is what sets up your programming and your outline of what a relationship should be, even though it's a dysfunctional relationship. Now, as you begin to grow up, you logically will start to understand that these behaviors are not okay. You understand that on a logical level, but you still, on an emotional level, will put up with them. And it's because you've been programmed to accept that this is the norm. So your programming is familiar with this behavior and that's why you tolerate it. The other really significant thing that will happen to you that will cause you to be this person's emotional punching bag is that you really lose yourself in this relationship. And it kind of ties into that first piece 
When you're in childhood and you have to witness certain behaviors and you have to put up with certain behaviors and deal with them, whether you fully understand that they're right and wrong and healthy and unhealthy, your programming, like we just talked about, is already going to be a little dysfunctional. So when I'm hyper-focused on the outside because I had to learn how to do that in order to protect myself, maybe mom was depressed, maybe dad was a raging alcoholic, maybe dad was emotionally unavailable, maybe mom had five kids and I was one of five and I kind of got left to my own devices a lot of the times. Maybe no one really ever asked me how I think and what I feel and they, they loved me, but they weren't really curious on those levels to be able to connect with me in the way that I needed to be connected with. So because of all this, I started to form this like kind of wall where I'm going to put my stuff aside and, and I'm going to be really hyper-focused on you because if I'm focused on you, then I can change my behavior to hopefully learn how to walk on eggshells around you so your erratic behavior won't happen. And this is how codependency forms. And this is where you start losing yourself, not only in those dysfunctional childhood relationships, but really even in your adult relationships going forward. It is always going to be about pleasing and doing for the other person, and it's never really about yourself. Now, a lot of people can fully attest to this, and a lot of people will say, yes, 100%, I'm codependent. Um, but a lot of people can't, and they can't always spot where in their relationship they are codependent. But codependency is really about not being curious about your own self and worrying too much about the, the other people in your life or the people that you're with or the people that you're, person that you're in a relationship with. It's always about thinking about outside of myself and not really knowing how to be connected to this and having a good relationship with myself so I can make sure that not only am I filling myself up and giving myself the things that I need, but I'm learning how to parent myself. I'm learning how to take care of myself on mental levels, emotional levels, not just physically and spiritually, but learning how to be able to soothe myself, to validate, to validate myself, to give myself that sense of love and, and connectiveness that I'm really craving from the outside. So when you come from a lot of dysfunction and you yourself are dysfunctional because you have those wounds that you never really heal, that's why I always talk about making sure that you understand where your wounds are coming from. I can't tell you how many people I've talked to over the years where they will blatantly understand some of their wounds because a lot of the wounds that you have are going to be very obvious. Like if dad leaves, abandons you, okay, abandonment wound, totally understand that. A lot of the times, sometimes it really is not just the mother wound, but the father wound as well. A lot of the times I really do see the mother wound where they can't pinpoint what mother did that caused the really big wound that they actually have inside of themselves. Because sometimes the abuse that we're having to endure isn't so black and white and it's gray. And unless you really understand this information, you're not gonna be able to reflect back on your childhood and say, oh, so these are the things that I didn't get that I really needed. Sometimes this is where therapy helps. Sometimes this is where, you know, like taking my nine weeks to emotional healing course will help because it will broaden your understanding of what wounds are, how they look, how they show up, what what it was supposed to really look like. Um, and that's some, sometimes we don't have that information. And when we don't have it, unfortunately, the wound just kind of stays stuck in us. So how do you lose yourself in a relationship? Really, there's only two things. You're going to not have really high standards 
And this is the part that kind of stinks. And I was just talking to a client of mine the other day about this. If you come from a dysfunctional background, your standard, standard is right in the middle, right? This is the standard. This is the bare minimum. This isn't, oh my God, we're going to even raise our standards and, and, and be at this level. Let's just talk about the bare minimum standard. Here we go. This is a normal, healthy person. If you come from dysfunction, your standard is already down here. And in reality, it needs to be up here. And you're not going to be able to jump from here to here in order to find the person that you really desire. So having low standards is 100% going to be a factor when you lose yourself in a relationship. And the standard isn't just about the other person and what they're doing or what they're not doing and all of those things. It's really about the standard even in myself. How do I expect to be treated? What it is, what is it that I want for my life? What do I value? What's my character like? Um, and looking not just for that in a partner, but living that within yourself. So standards play a really big factor. The other huge factor is going to be boundaries. And boundaries is probably a topic that I discuss constantly with people because a lot of clients, especially codependency, if you're struggling with that, if you're struggling with being an empath, chances are those lines are going to get very blurry because this is not something that you ever learned about, nor is this something that you've ever practiced. And boundaries is 100% a practice it's definitely going to be a practice when you have had such blurry lines or possibly no boundaries at all. If you're working on your self-worth and working on what it is that you want in a relationship and how you would like someone to show up and you're holding someone accountable, those are not things that when you're coming from dysfunction, you learned how to do. If anything, you learned the complete opposite. So now you're trying to train yourself to have really high standards to have great boundaries where I'm comfortable with verbal communication. I'm comfortable with telling you what I think and how I feel. But for the most part, I think the average person that's coming from dysfunctional relationships and trying to heal and work on themselves may not always have a huge problem with the verbal communication. Although there are some people that very well struggle with even doing that then it's really about with boundaries. It's going to be how do you enforce your boundaries? How do you detach from a person that time and time again is showing you that they don't care about your boundaries? Now, enforcing your boundaries doesn't mean that you just... Have you been thinking it's time to rebuild yourself? We've all been through hard times, but what matters in the end isn't what you've been through, but how you move through it. People don't realize how important healing actually is. To start to really heal on your journey, I have created a nine-week online course designed to help people who want to take that first step into healing their wounds. It helps you to see where your wounds are in order to stop them from continuing to influence your life. This is your chance to begin learning the important life skills to lead a healthier, happier life. So sign up today on my website. All the links are below. And you guys, this is so, so important. So please take advantage of this opportunity and you can do it at your own pace and you have it available to you for six months. Detach from relationships, but it does mean that you have to kind of change the structure of what you think this relationship is going to look like. And it does mean that you pull back in your, your, your participation in this relationship. So when someone is being passive aggressive, when someone is being egotistical, when someone's giving you the silent treatment, when someone's gaslighting you, how do you show up? Do you get upset? Do you go into a rage? Do you not have any emotional control over yourself? 
a lot of the times when the when we receive these treatments, one or two people are going to show up in that conversation. It's either going to be your wounded inner child that's going to get so emotional, is going to take what this person is doing very personally, and then I'm going to emotionally react, or my ego is going to come to the forefront. So if those two people are always running the show and they're always at the forefront of my life, then I'm not going to be able to be the healthiest and have the healthiest relationships. I'm not going to show up and show you that when you do those things, this is how I'm going to respond and the healthiest response that you can possibly have. Because that will show a person that they can no longer do these things, they don't work, and the person will either learn how to rise up and say, okay, I can't do that with them, or they're going to fall off and they're gonna start kind of moving away from you. So when you're dealing with emotional abuse, when you're dealing with narcissism, when you're dealing with strong personalities and someone is trying to put their thoughts and opinions on you as the camera's moving, um, do you kind of conform? Do you avoid the discussion? Do you avoid the argument? Do you avoid telling this person what you think and how you feel? And do, do you, even when you do tell a person what you think and how you feel, is your ego so strong that you feel as though that person should agree with you? Do you feel upset when the person doesn't agree with you? Where do you stand in interactions with people and how do you conduct yourself? That's really going to show whether or not you have a really strong and healthy sense of self or whether you are just coming from a wounded place, much like the person in front of you. Are you so attuned with the other person that you don't even know who you are half the time. And I think I definitely struggled with this for years, not just in romantic relationships, but many different relationships where I didn't really ever think about putting myself first. I just always created a habit of unconsciously focusing on other people. And that was where my wound lied. I had to kind of stop and learn how to parent me and be super focused on me first so I could manage my own self and then I could possibly go out into the world and be there for others or help others and and things of that sort. But I had to make sure that I was connected to myself in a healthy way versus being so detached from myself and focused on other people. Because when that starts to happen and it's always about the other people in your life, you start to lose yourself. And when you start to lose yourself, you eventually become this person's dumping ground. So now while losing yourself is going to play a factor in you being someone's emotional punching bag, there is another really important and key factor in this as well. So while losing yourself in a relationship is going to definitely attain to you being someone's dumping ground or someone's emotional punching bag, there is another really big factor. And this one is easy because it's kind of black and white. And it's going to be, do you even understand the behaviors that are unhealthy and completely unacceptable? So one of the biggest things that I talk about is understanding what emotional abuse looks like. Do you understand what it looks like? Do you know how what it feels like? Do you know when it shows up? And I always tell, I mean, I've told you guys for years and I tell all my clients that the, the beauty with emotional abuse, even though that's a weird sentence to even start saying, is anyone who is abusive, whether they are consciously doing it or not, and I do think like 98% of the time, People are very unconscious in their behaviors and they don't always mean to do these things, but they do them out of defense mechanisms because they're trying to make themselves feel better or soothe themselves in some way. That's why we can't take what people do personally because it's never about us. It's always about themselves. But the a huge thing is understanding what it looks like. 
So if you don't know what it looks like and it happens to you and you come from having really no sense of self, low self-esteem, all of those things, then you're going to allow this behavior to happen time and time again. And chances are it's not always going to be a really big thing that someone hits you with. It's going to be little subtle things that happen in the beginning phases of the relationship and then all of a sudden they start adding up and they start adding up. Then you really get hit with some hard things where now you are really faced with being this person's emotional punching bag that it's perfectly okay to go to you and try to abuse you or to dump everything that I'm feeling on you, to verbally abuse you, to make you feel like you're the reason why I'm unhappy or that these things are happening to me. Because a person who has an emotional punching bag is a person that is not able to take full responsibility or doesn't want to take full responsibility for themselves. And so they rely on you to kind of let them relieve a lot of the unhappiness and stress that they're feeling. So when you are breaking up with someone who's narcissistic, divorcing someone who's narcissistic, there's going to be a point in that process where you are going to, or they're going to try to make you be the person that is their emotional punching bag. And when you understand what's happening and you learn how to create the bubble and you know how to interact with this person and you know how to enforce these standards and boundaries, you can detach while before this person starts even trying to throw anything at you. So here is how we can start if you are someone's emotional punching bag and you don't want that to be the case anymore or just ways that you can kind of start being aware of what you should be doing when you're interacting with people in your life that aren't always the healthiest. Number one, you have to protect your energy. What does that mean? That means that when we're having conversation, if the conversation goes into a place that doesn't feel comfortable for me, then I'm going to disengage. It means I'm not going to fight back. It means I'm not going to allow myself to get too erratic. It means that even if I start to feel something uncomfortable, anger, stress, you know, worry, anything that I'm going to number one, detach and number two, immediately start self-parenting myself. That means I have to get away from you and kind of like refocus on me so I can get my energy back to where it should be. Now that process could be validating yourself, soothing yourself, um, you know, coaching yourself. And I talk about self-parenting everywhere. And if you're interested, I always link the courses down below for my self-parenting course. Definitely go check it out because it will talk about the step-by-step -step ways that you will actually do this. So you can kind of gather yourself together and then go into an interaction with this person or possibly not at all. Maybe just learning how to disengage from a person and not emotionally react to them is the way that you're going to teach them that it's not okay what they're doing and you're not going to put up with it. So the next thing is going to be, and this is really hard for the empaths out there. It's, it was definitely hard for me for a while as well, because when you're an empath, you have to learn, you really need to learn how to have that bubble around yourself. So do you take on other people's behaviors? Do you like suck those energies in and just kind of like let them sit inside of you and then they completely ruin your day? So learning that, what people do is not about me, it's, an, it's about them, allowed me to not take things personally where then I didn't emotionally react. So if you're reacting, it's because that you are taking something that someone's doing, um, even if it is hurtful, while of course you're not gonna not feel just by saying, okay, Steph, I'm not gonna take something personally, but I still feel, of course you're going to feel, 
and you want to be able to feel, but you don't want to allow yourself to go down rabbit holes with how you feel because then you start taking something on and that's where it becomes a problem. So as an empath, you have to learn how to detach from other people's energies. So a narcissist or someone who's really toxic will always try to find an emotional punching bag because this allows them, first of all, I think sometimes these types of personalities understand that you're a strong person and it's almost like they know that you're capable of handling a heavy load. Doesn't mean that you want the heavy load, but you know, when someone starts to slowly chip away at you, if you immediately take those chips and you disregard them or you can detach from them and you can even kind of enforce some boundaries and verbally communicate with this person, then these things don't progress into someone really trying to have at it with you. Now, a lot of the times, and I know what you're gonna say because I've been there myself, is a lot of times you're just dealing with someone who is so incredibly ruthless and relentless and hurtful and will try to cut you in a way that you would never cut another person, even your worst enemy, because it takes a certain level of, well, it takes complete lack of empathy in order to be able to do and say some of the things that this person has said to you or could possibly say to you in the future. And so there's only so much protecting you can do because you are a human being. But I think it's so important to make sure that you understand that what you're witnessing is a tantrum and you're not really having a conversation with a healthy adult. So it's almost like witnessing someone who's in completely intoxicated. You know, while it might be hurtful, you're not going to really take what they're doing personally because you understand that they're under the influence. It's just like a child. You're not gonna take what they're doing personally because you understand you're dealing with a five-year-old. So really what you're witnessing is the same thing. And you have to remind yourself of that because if you don't, it's very easy to just take on these behaviors and then they start affecting you. And that's what we don't want to have happen. So I hope you have enjoyed this video. I hope it gave you some insight on being someone's emotional punching bag and I really hope it helped you to learn how to protect yourself and enforce your standards and boundaries in these relationships so you are no longer this person's emotional punching bag. Hope you guys enjoyed. Please don't forget to subscribe down below if you have not subscribed to this channel and I'll see you guys in the next video.